listening to The Defiant Ones, a behind-the-scenes look at the world of Defy. Welcome back, Defiance. My name is Kevin Deers, and this is The Defiant Ones. Before we get started here today, on behalf of everyone involved with Defy, I'd like to send a huge thank you to anyone, anyone who came out and supported the first weekend back from 18 months of no Defy. It was Defy Leviathan, two days at Washington Hall. It was jam-packed, but we were safe, and we did the damn thing. We did everything we needed to do to have an awesome Defy wrestling event back in person, and it went out without a hitch, and it was awesome. So thank you so much to anyone who came out, who cheered on, who bought some merch, who uh, who supported Defy. We're going to keep this momentum going, and uh, we actually have some very, very cool news. But uh, I just wanted to let you know that uh, I actually spoke with a lot of people that were involved with, with Defy Leviathan. I spoke with some fans. I spoke with a lot of the wrestlers, some of the promoters, some of the people that were just hanging out and uh, cheering the wrestlers on. And I'm going to have a very special episode of The Defiant Ones coming up next episode. So you can look forward to that. Uh, you may have heard the news by now that Defy is going to be making some pretty cool moves. Now, along with the September 25th show at Washington Hall, tickets are available now. Eddie Kingston will be joining us for that one, but he'll also be joining Defy for two special shows outside of Washington Hall. Uh, we got one going on Defy Dangerous October 9th at the Cleaver Armory in Portland, Oregon. And Defy's first ever show in Southern California, it's called Defy Hellbent. That's Thursday, October 14th in Highland Park, Los Angeles area. And uh, this, this event will also feature a dream match between Christopher Daniels and Daniel Garcia. Getting a lot of press for that one. People are really pumped. And uh, tickets for both of those events are going on Friday, September 10th at DefyWrestling.com. So going to Oregon, going to California, and of course, September 25th. Mad Kingdom at Washington Hall. Stoked to see Eddie Kingston. He's one of my favorite wrestlers going right now, and uh, I'm stoked to uh, welcome him to Defy. On this episode, though, of The Defiant Ones, I'm going to be chatting with an extremely talented wrestler who made a surprise return at Defy Leviathan. He's a man who's been very busy the last couple years training at the New, training at the New Japan Pro Wrestling LA Dojo. Rather, Here's my conversation with the Wild Rhino. Clark Connors on the Defiant Ones. Hello, Defiant. Welcome back to the Defiant Ones. We have Clark Connors here with us. And, uh, well, I guess this past week, you surprised us, man, back here. First Defy show of 2021, first show in 18 months. Uh, what was it like for you to come back to to Washington Hall to uh, to surprise us? What was that like for you, man? Man, uh, when, when I kind of heard Defy was coming back and and when it was, I was kind of the first thing I did was I looked at my schedule and I was like, is this something that I can do? Because I could I knew the Defiance would be so excited just to get back in there and I wanted to be a part of it. So uh, being able to be not only not only come back for the first show, but be the first match back. It felt like uh, everything was right in the world. And I, I, I was just so excited, man. That's awesome, man. Well, um, you know, we don't have to get too into it or anything, but uh, you are a New Japan Pro Wrestling wrestler training down there in the L.A. Dojo. I'm curious, are you allowed to take outside bookings like in Defy or is that something you have to always 
kind of do on a on a show by show thing to, to check out? Um, it's uh, it kind of depends on you know, uh, it goes through a lot of channels <laughs> more or less than than a normal wrestler. Uh, I would equate it to either way. I got to kind of get okay's, but mm-hmm. a lot of times if it's something like this, like a, a, a Defy or somewhere that's a you know a place that we really respect and we and yeah. we know a good place and a place that I've you know. I've worked before and it's my home, you know? Yeah. So for, for us, it was cool. They, they, uh, they went through the right channels for that way. Awesome, man. And, and, and of course you wrestle Rocky Romero, who is also a new Japan pro wrestling wrestler. So, uh, can't, you know, it's, it's nice to be able to share the ring with him and, and also train with him down in LA. Is he one of your trainers? Uh, occasionally he'll come through and get some work in, uh, for the most part at this point, you know, it's, uh, it's still, uh, Shibata um is still doing the bulk of it but obviously yeah. with covid you know it's been a uh it's been a struggle so uh he's been in japan a lot but um luckily at this point you know i'm not i'm not a young lion anymore technically and yeah uh, carl isn't either so and and i wouldn't even consider alex uh a young lion at this point myself um and so we kind of kind of can run a training a little bit and we're oh, cool. in there with some of the younger guys and um or the newer guys and uh we kind of have it down in, but in terms of um in terms of the basic stuff but we still when we when we train we get every time once in a while we'll have guys come in the area and uh and get some work in too so it's it's kind of a revolving door at this part awesome man so uh we'll, we'll, we'll get into that in just a few but i'm curious about uh d- d- did you grow up in washington yeah dude i uh so i grew up in snoqualmie uh-huh. Um, what is that about 30 minutes east of seattle yeah um but yeah i went to went to mount Sai high school out there yeah okay yeah. right on and were, were you a fan of wrestling as a kid i, I yeah i was I, I wasn't until like i was maybe like in sixth or seventh grade i think it was yeah. sixth grade and um my mom when she didn't really like wrestling you know yeah. she didn't i mean she didn't really i so i didn't know i just thought it was some dumb shit that you know people do in their underwear fighting or whatever but uh, yeah, when I was in sixth grade, I remember vividly like flipping through the channels, and uh, I think it was a uh, was Undertaker versus fuck, I wish I could remember. Maybe it was like Mr. Kennedy or something. They were just it was like after a pay per view, and they were just beating the shit out of each other, and there's blood everywhere. And I was like, I, whatever this is, I gotta start watching this. So I didn't I didn't miss an episode for you know WWE for years after that. Yeah. So uh, did you ever? I, I mean, you could admit, because I did. Did you ever tr- practice with your friends? Did you ever do backyard wrestling? I definitely uh, did. Uh, yeah, dude. Uh, we had a trampoline in my house. So we, we, uh, me and a couple of my buddies, once I started telling them, like, oh, you guys got to watch this thing. A lot of them had actually watched it, like, when we were younger. Like, So I kind of missed, like, the uh, the Attitude Era and all that. Yeah. Because, but that was, like, when a lot of guys my age were into it, because they watched it when they were a little younger. Mm-hmm. So they all knew, you know, Jeff Hardy at that is, you know, back in the day and they all knew stone cold and the rock and such. So we put it this way. There's a lot of swanton bombs thrown on that trampoline, you know? (laughs) Nice. So who were, uh, who were your favorites when you were just, you said you didn't miss an episode. So who were your favorites? Were you a John Cena guy? Uh, yeah, I liked, I respected John Cena a lot. Like I wasn't like a big fan for him, but Batista, yeah. Um, you know, even like Bobby Lashley, you know, any dude who was just, you know, big Jack Musclehead, yeah. Chris Benoit, um, uh, Randy Orton, even like, but at the same time, a lot of those guys, like I was, I think I was 
just drawn to just anybody who had star power. It didn't matter if they were a, a prick or not or yeah. how they were sold. Yeah. When did you become aware of like uh, wrestling on a, on a more local level, like independent wrestling? When did you become aware of that? So actually, yeah, that's, that was way later. Mm-hmm. Um, so for me, once I'm, I was like in college, honestly, like I was in college. What college did you go to? I went to Cal Poly San Luis Obispo. Oh, cool. California, yeah. And I, uh, I played ball down there in football. Nice. Because after I was done playing football, I was trying to figure out, you know, I wanted to, I knew I wanted to wrestle. So I was trying to figure out what to do, you know, how to get into it. And uh, I always just got to, so I was looking into like, uh, how do you, what is other than WWE? You know, yeah. I didn't know. I had, I think the farthest I had seen was maybe like that clip of uh, Osprey and Ricochet in New Japan doing their yeah. and shit. Uh-huh. And then maybe uh, Joey Janela getting thrown off that roof or throwing the homeboy off the roof. Yeah. But other than that, I was just like, I didn't know what the hell there was. Um, and so... So, yeah, I uh, just started looking it up online and saw there was a local promotion down in San Luis Obispo area. Uh, <laughs> the real, God, I wish I could remember it. But uh, somewhere, it, I can't remember. I know Billy Blade was the promoter. But uh, <laughs> but I it was down there and I went to one of those local shows and it was like, oh, Sencal Pro Wrestling, that's what it was. Okay. And um, I went down to one of those shows and it was like, it blew my mind. Because I was like, oh, this is like, pro wrestling you know what i mean yeah and uh, i mean because it was it was a shit show you know but uh it was awesome so after that point i was like oh this is where how i have to make my way up the ranks i guess so how did you make your way up the ranks did you did you come up to washington to train did you do it down in california what where was your uh first foray and actually you know uh trying it out and and going to school so uh, originally I wanted to go to that school, the Sencal school in like Santa Maria. But I was like, and I mean, I didn't because I, it would actually end up being closed down by the time I got, you know, I was sure. looking to do that was maybe in like 2015, 2016 when I was still going to school. Yeah. But then I, uh, at that point I was like, well, let's go somewhere that's rapid. Let's go to the most reputable place. So I, uh, I was just looking up different schools. So I looked up like some stuff down in Orlando and, and the, the, the team 3d but then i ended up being like oh i want to go to landstorm school so um i applied for storm academy and i ended up being in the, the january 2017 class wow um and that was the first time i've ever even stepped in a wrestling ring it was like was that first day of or second day at camp or whatever it was and uh yeah and it was just three three month intensive there he's phenomenal i mean you guys all all know how good he is and every word of it is 100 true he's like amazing he can uh work with all levels of people um and he just and he tells it like it is as everyone knows about lance storm right he communicates well so he basically kind of just gave me the gave me the um entry into the business and uh from that point it was just like you know, go and just put email and promoters. Mm-hmm. And it was just, I'm going back down to Washington. I was going to, you know, stay with my couple buddies for a little bit, save up some money and, uh, yeah, and just see what I can do. So I just, uh, I basically, I'd say I, uh, started, I emailed every promoter in the area, you yeah. know, so, De, you know, defy was on the list, but I mean, I didn't know who was what. So DOA, all-star wrestling, ECCW, um, shit, you know, a couple that aren't even around anymore. So yeah. yeah. 
just boom, just got into the guy with the group. So it was great. Yeah. So uh, I actually recently, uh, the last interview we did was with Eli Surge, and, and he also went to Lance Storm Academy. Uh, Storm Academy. Who did you? Uh, are there any names of people that you trained with? Because he he trained with like uh, Rachel Ellering and a couple other people. Uh, was there anyone that we would know that you trained with? Um, there's a, there's a couple cats down in Australia oh, that, nice. you know, that were, were pretty good, you know, and I, I, I haven't been keeping tabs on them, honestly, sure. we're solid, um, of the group, uh, there's a couple kids in, in, um, Cal, um, Canada right now still going, uh, Sean, um, I, I'm trying to remember his wrestling name, <laughs> uh, but he's, he does an aviator gimmick up there. Okay. Like the top one gimmick is cool. Nice. And, um, and then, um, Jace Darcy up there in Canada too. Nice. I think he's maybe come down here a little bit, but he's up in Okanagan. Um, but for the, no, no, like, uh, huge names. Okay. Coming out of them. Um, but you know, I've, I've met a lot of storm Academy people, That's you know, awesome. so uh, they're everywhere. So it's great. Yeah. Do you still keep in touch with Lance here and there? Not as much as I should, you know, yeah. it's been one of those things where it's like, you know, I know he's a busy dude and, yeah. and, uh, and the cool thing about him though, is I know that if I, you know, ever really need to talk to him, if I, if I hit him up, I know he would for sure answer yeah. and be there for the advice that I need. And, uh, I just been lucky to be put in, in a lot of good situations so far Absolutely. that I had to use that resource, but yeah, I would, I mean, I, I should. Yeah, once it, once the borders open back up, I know I'm gonna head up to Calgary at some point. So what, what this three months intensive at Landstorm? Did you feel comfortable with uh with uh just going and plying your craft after that point? Did you feel like you were a wrestler at that point and you were safe to go and have some matches? I thought so. I mean, um, you know, I I think at that point Lance gave me the stamp. You know, would give he that's the cool part about him is he would just be like at the last day of camp he just would give evaluations. And, you know, there were some people who said, you know, he was really blunt and said, you're not ready yet or whatever. And he would, he told me, you know, uh, you know, you, you're ready to have ma a match yeah. and you're ready to go out there and, you know, obviously get better as you go and keep training. But, you know, I, I felt safe enough and comfortable enough to work in front of a crowd. And, uh, and yeah, and so I, I felt like it was an okay way to go. And I, and whenever I would go down to a place, you know, I think it was probably, doa in, in uh, oregon i went down there and like helped with ring crew and uh, rolled around a little bit at the start and i was just kind of looking around at everybody else and i was just like oh okay i i can do this you yeah know, like they're all they were good they're, there's some good cats down there yeah. but it was just like i felt like okay i can do the basics well enough to be safe and keep everyone else safe what was your first match then so this is a funny one actually. Uh you you know prestige wrestling down there yep. in Hermiston? Yeah. Okay. So just so happy William. William, the dude, I, I fucking love that dude. Yeah. I I owe him a lot because uh that was one of the places I emailed. And it just so happens that they ran their first show like mid-April 2017. I got done with the Storm Academy, but like April, you know, the start of April. Yeah. So I came down and then I emailed everybody and William hit me up and he's just like, Hey, you want to come down and do ring crew? And it's a good experience. I had no fucking idea. This is their first show. Yeah. Right? So I go, okay, I'll come down. I'll, I'll help you out. You know? Yeah. And uh, I get down there and I'd only really heard about it because another kid from my class uh, named Nick, who I think he, I don't know if he still wrestles, but he's, he's a good cat. 
but he he's that he lives in Hermiston, so okay. he was like, it just so happened that it all worked out. So he's gonna go down and do ring crew too. I get down there and you know I'm there. I got there a day early even because I was just like. And the guys, he needed help setting up the whole gimmick. So I was yeah. like, okay, we get down there, I help him set up the ring. And he goes, do you know how to set up a ring? And I'm like, we learned how to do it. Well, we learned how to do it at Storm Academy. And I was like, I think so. Do you? And he's just like, kind of. And so we fucking shove that thing together. Um, but, you know, it didn't. Well, good break. thing you got there a day early, right? You're telling me, right? So I'm, <laughs> I, uh, I was laughing my ass off like, this motherfucker you know yeah. but like um the day of the show right they they, they opened doors like two hours early or something because mm-hmm. they wanted to do like a vip thing or but it was still i knew it was williams kind of first time running the show and he was you know just like he was on it you know just like just everywhere like ah you know as as one is to be in their first show yeah. And he kind of noticed the crowd was kind of sitting on their hands a little bit because they had been there so early because he did a meet and greet. And he just comes up to me and the fucking other kid who did ring crew. He goes, do you guys want to have a match? And I was like, yeah, uh, sure. Are you, are you sure? And he's like, he goes, yeah, yeah, you guys can work, right? You guys know what you're doing? I'm like, yeah, yeah, I, we can, we'll go out there and have a match. And he goes, okay, let's do it. You're going to have to be a dark match for the show. And so I'm like, fuck it. So I talked to the other kid and he's like, okay and he's, he was a little freaked out too obviously but uh we end up going out there and we were technically the first ever prestige match okay and, uh i was just really glad that they didn't they're still running strong because yeah. we fucking made them all leave you know uh but yeah it was really a great experience though that's cr- i had no idea when when uh you know i did the backstage interviews with you at defiant stuff i had no idea that you were you know that new into pro wrestling uh I, you know, you seemed so confident at least, and, and you were, you're, um, at least you had your reps in, it seemed like I, I had imagined that you'd been doing it for three years at least or something, but it seemed like, you know, I've met you probably right, right in the first year of, uh, of starting it up. It was man. Yeah, it was right. Yeah. I think it was, I did defy like pretty soon after like everything in 2017, you know, it was all my first year doing stuff. So, yeah, uh, so you go from Prestige, you have your first match there, and then how long until after that till you, till you get a hold of Defy? And tell me about your experience wrestling for Defy uh, on the first one. Shit. Um, yeah, so I I had heard about Defy, obviously, because like, as I was kind of meeting the guys, I got in with the, uh, the Buddy Wayne crew. Yeah. Because um, I was looking for somewhere to keep sharpening my skills up, right? And I lived, I lived you know, well, I moved to Bellevue, but that was, you know, pretty close to Everett where we, where, we tra- where we trained. So I was like, that's the closest school at least. So I got in with all those guys and they're fucking awesome. Buddy's great. You know, I got to at least spend some time with him before he passed. Which yeah. was, I feel lucky to do. But, um, but they would always talk about, oh yeah. So I would go, well, where should I work? Where's the place to be? And everyone was talking about this Defy place. And, you know, I hadn't seen the product or anything, but I was like, I'm going to go just fucking go in there and do ring crew. So yeah. I mean, can't remember if I just got a hold of Matt or if it was just through the guys who were like, hey, come and help me ring crew, right? Yep. And uh, I did ring crew one of the shows. It was um, I, it was like a double header, I think, where it was um, – no, it was, it was at Washington Hall. And I was just like me and one of the guys on the side, you know, and I would yep. do the – you know, make the, make the ring, just bust my ass. You know, that's just who I am in general. Yep. But it would bust my ass and – uh would roll around and shit like with some of the guys ahead of time and i I met and jim like saw my stuff you know and uh they they must have liked something but uh 
But after a while, I think it was after a couple shows, they were just like, you know, you want to have a shot at this thing, you know? And we came up with a little idea what we wanted to do. Um, I think it was me and Cash teaming together. Yeah. Um, King Cash and oh, what I think what, Invictus Cash now, I, yeah. I think. Yep. Yeah. Uh, and and we were putting together with uh, with Rebel with Kelly. The after party. After party, baby. Yeah, yeah. We, that was a that was a fun little invention. And um yeah, we just went out there, and I think my and our first match was against uh, Drexel and Batboy yeah. at Temple Theater. That was at Defy Four, I think, Tacoma. Yeah, and uh, yeah, I, I remember being a little stressed out, but I don't, I don't actually really get stressed before my matches. I just kind of, I figure it's gonna go or how it's gonna go. Yeah. So, but it was funny to see a lot of the people around us, you know, or just how they how they were reacting, and you know, there's a lot of nerves. And, uh, you know, Drexel's kind of more of a vet and mm-hmm. seeing him interact with like, a, you know, I'd only been in the business like a year at that point or whatever it was. And, and so and Kelly was pretty green, too, yeah. at that point. So it's funny to see how that all the dynamics were. But um, we're not there. I had a pretty good match. It felt good. And uh, from there, I just felt it was like I could feel that energy, yeah. you know, defy like being in the ring and actually like, creating the energy. And like building a fan base versus just sitting there at the side watching, you know, Swerve and Leo have their yeah. matches, you know. And I could feel the energy in the air when those were happening, but like actually like being the one in the ring doing it, it was like, oh, this is the place to be, you know. So it was just every time there was a chance for it to fly okay, it was like that's like the crack. You gotta get that shit, yeah. you know. Did uh did wrestling for Defy and getting those reps in and, and kind of you know building your experience there did that help you out you know in 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 your uh wrestling early in your wrestling career i think so i think so because um it was like the only place that i really got to wrestle on such a i guess a high level yeah um like everywhere else i wrestled i don't get me wrong i had so much i learned so much shit there and and it was fun you know and defy was really fun for a different reason but it was that was more like serious of course like people are gonna see this and it's gonna have exposure um, and I think that's how all young wrestlers should treat it too, or and they do treat it like that, where it's like, okay, like if you're on Defy, people from PCW are going to see you, people yeah. from, uh, you know, Warrior Wrestling, and all the bigger indies, you know, are going to yeah. see it, and and you're going to be on the show with guys who are in New Japan or who yeah. are in fucking you know Impact or whatever it is. Yeah. So, yeah, I would say it made me focus a little bit more in that respect, and also like it was good for like. Um, I guess character work too, because everywhere else I worked, I was real white, white meat baby face, and just like which I fucking love doing. It was old school American style wrestling. Yep. Just, you know, defy you would he- just even hearing people talk in the back a little bit. I would think like, oh, okay, like this is a different mindset on when you how you do things, and like, and it helped me. It helps me a little bit in New Japan in that respect. But um, overall, it was more just about. Uh, learning how to take a make a moment and yeah. get exposure from that. Awesome. Well, uh, I, I have to ask this question. It might be kind of cheesy sounding, but I have to inter interject this question in every interview I do. So we have this community it's called the defiance. Yeah. Uh, what does the defiance mean to you, Clark? Well, uh, like I think it's to me is it like one of the first times I was in like a, uh, a wrestling community like where you can feel it like at a lot of other places in 
independent wrestling, you know, and even in now I'm, you know, doing New Japan and I go to the Ring of Honor. So every wrestling fandom has their own little communities built around them. But it was the defiance to me was like cool because every time I would go to a show and wrestle on a show in that front row, you know, looking out towards hard cam, you see the same dudes and they're cheering just as hard every time. And it means something to them. And so for me, that was like really the first crowd I had where it was like, these guys pay a lot of money and guys and gals pay a lot of money to love the thing that they love and, uh, and they support the shit out of it. And I think that's the coolest thing in the world. And so that kind of opened my eyes to, uh, the true love and fandom of professional wrestling. That's awesome, man. So I love to hear it. I love to hear it. So, you know, defy, uh, was, uh, your, your introduction to, uh, the bigger stage and then, the stage gets uh, to New Japan, man. So I'm curious, how did you hear about this opportunity? Um, how did you hear about, uh, or you know, how did how did you like, I don't know, try out? Uh, did you send an application? How did you get involved in the New Japan LA Dojo? How did that process start? So that was once again the buddy guys are the best gossips in the world for me. Okay, they, I just would come into train. They'd be like, "Yo, check this shit out." Like Cody would be like, "Hey, man, we gotta go do this thing," and I was like, "Fuck, okay, trust yeah. you guys. You guys are way more plugged in than I am." Sure. Uh, so I actually went down to the first ever LA Dojo camp yeah. that they were having down there, um, and it was myself, it was Cash, it was Cody, Guillermo. And uh, Robert Kinney, but he's another cat. He's done wrestling anymore. But I remember, uh, I remember that because Brody King posted a picture of that on his Instagram. I remember seeing you in there and being like, "Oh shit, there's Clark." <laughs> yes, sir. Yeah. So that was it. Yeah. That was the first class they had down there. I'm uh, not class, but it was. A, it was just. A, it wasn't even a tryout. Honestly, it was just a just a fucking like a camp, basically, just so you sure. can learn some Japanese wrestling. But you know, some of the big dogs from from japan were there because it was the first camp and obviously shibata was there and uh you know like kushida and some other you know yeah. some other big names were down there checking it out and uh yeah i just went on there and i knew nothing about japanese wrestling like i said i i was 100 percent born and bred on wwe yeah um so i just kind of just went in there and and i uh you know just they, they had us do basically shoot on each other for you know four days <laughs> and then on the fifth day we got to have like a match yeah. and you know depending on how you did you know there was it was mostly just like well good job guys like it, a lot of a lot of it for them was just like laughing at you know a bunch of people beating the shit out of each other you know <laughs> but it ended up being i they ended up just liking me shabbat in particular he just came up to me afterwards and he or maybe i think it was, might have been day one or two and he just like he's like you what's your name like, i'm clark he goes, okay, good, good. And I was like, that was it. I was like, all right. And then the last day he came up to me or he didn't, but someone did from the office and they were like, Hey, what's your phone number? Shimada wants your phone number. And I was just like, and I didn't know what that meant really. You know what I mean? I didn't understand like who Shibata, Katsu Shibata is, you know, it, it didn't, it was like, Oh, like Cody. Little do you know? <laughs> exactly. Right. So, yeah. and, you know, sometimes it's easier, better if I, maybe if I knew I'd be like, Oh shit. It's better to not. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Treat him with respect. And, and I obviously knew he was good and, you know, watching the things he would do. It was like, okay, yeah, this guy gets it. I would have been but, marking out, dude. Whereas a me, I would have been like, Oh my God. Yeah. So, <laughs> <laughs> yeah dude but that's it though like for me it was it was one of those things where 
I see like even like when Kashida came out too, he was kind of like the surprise guest on the last day. Yeah. And he comes out and the guys are like, and Cody was like hitting me. And I was like, dude, fuck, that's Kashida. And I was yeah. just like, who cool. the fuck's Kushida? <laughs> <laughs> and uh, and obviously I want now I watch all their shit and I'm like yeah, yeah, yeah. it's fucking great. But uh, at the time I didn't know better. But uh, yeah, they just hit me up and they were like, I get the, the plan wasn't even to start doing this LA dojo thing for a while. You know, it was just kind of like we're gonna have camps and we're just gonna see what happens. And they ended up just liking me, so I guess that they just kind of got the ball rolling. So it works for me. I was like. A big company wants to offer me a job. Yeah. Ah, okay. <laughs> you know, man. So, yeah. So, man, that's uh, it's it's awesome that so you move down, uh, and uh, do you live in the dojo or do you have like an apartment aside from it? Like, because I always heard about some like what, what quote unquote gaijin moving over to the LA dojo or to the dojo over in Japan, and they would live in the dojo. Is that how it works for you? It did. So uh, when I was a full time young lion, so that was like legitimately until, I don't know, nine months ago, mm-hmm. I lived down, like we lived with Alex. I lived with Carl in the dojo house and Gabe for a little while. And, and you know, and Narita and fuck it, you know, now Jet or yeah. Kevin and, uh, yeah. D and DKC. I live with all of them, like, you know, sharing rooms, like, you know, the like the real deal. Um, for it had to been like what at least three years, and uh, I just moved out. Uh, you know, once they graduated me officially, so I was like, you know, good riddance. But uh, but I still see them, you know, pretty much you know every day. We still go in and train, and yeah. if we're not training, you know, we'll still go to you know occasionally go to the beach or something or get a beer or whatever it yeah. is. But uh, yeah, are you loving it down in LA? Well, I've never been a city guy, but uh, I got a I got really lucky where I'm at. So I, I got a really good setup here. Cool. Um, and uh, I, I got a spot with my girl right now, and awesome. it's, it's been really great, man. She's uh, I'm just basically just mooching off her. <laughs> She's been the nice. best. And uh, looking over the water, so you can't complain. Yeah. And uh, you know, it's it's a nice it's, it's a nice area, and there's a lot to do. So yeah. I'm down. Okay, so. I watch these documentaries. I watch a few documentaries and, and none of them are about the LA dojo, but they are about Japanese wrestling. And, and uh, I remember one of them was about like this women's company called Gaia Japan. It was like a women's wrestling company. You watch, I watch it on YouTube and everything about it. It just seems so intense. The Japanese wrestling training uh, regimen. Uh, is, is that right? Is it just really intense? And like, r- did it just totally kick your ass? Yeah, dude, it was, uh, it was probably the hard, like, I don't think there's not much I've done in my life that's harder than it in general. Um, because, and Shibata makes, Shibata-san makes a good point about this where it's like, from the second you walk into, or the second you leave the house for that day, like in the car until you get back home, it's like, you're on, it's like you're in a match, just locked in. And, um, and that Japanese, you know, strong style and you know shibataism style that we that he preaches and that we that we wrestle by is fucking intense you know so um i would say for the first six months carl alex and i were wrestling probably at least six we were in the dojo six hours a day or so and that was like it you know we'd get in there we'd shoot on each other it was it was just shoot wrestling 
It was just amateur. It was just jujitsu. It was just judo throws, um, taking bumps. Um, yeah, just just beating the crap out of each other. Uh, just it's just the three of us, no yeah. breaks. Yeah. And then it would be let's go get a lift in afterwards, and then let's go clean the whole dojo up, and just do it again six days a week. You know, there was a span where we did oh, it was like nineteen days in a row of just go go go. So yeah, it was it was nonstop, man. It was uh, it's it's way different than anything you see people just doing or doing rolls and you know yeah. running the spot or something or hitting the ropes. That that ain't it. Like it's the real deal. Did you? Uh, did you find yourself kind of like really adapting to it and, and, and loving that Japanese style of training or, or what did it take a little bit to, to um, adjust to it? I would say it's, it, I liked it just cause it's a warrior mentality. Like yeah. I hate to say it, but like, I, I know for a fact that at least, you know, anybody who's in this LA dojo are the, have gone through the hardest training yeah. that is going right now and you know in my opinion it's it's some of the hardest training that's ever been in pro wrestling because it's different than what the guys the guys in the back in the day in in the japanese dojo and stuff they would i mean it was grueling they would take thousands and thousands of bombs we wouldn't do that and uh so that part of it isn't as hard in my opinion but in terms of the actual process of like the way we lift and the way we train and, and everything. And when it, and we're the first, we were the first class. So it was like, yeah. it was just trial and error and Shibata son was just throwing shit at the wall and we would step up and do every second of it. And yeah. it was, uh, and it all made us better. And, yeah. but like, in my opinion, there's no one who's done anything in the business. Like we have that are, that are still wrestling today. That's awesome, man. Well, that's something to be really, really proud of. And 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 you're a graduate now, and you know wow. you you've gone through that, and now you're the white rhino, uh, and wild rhino, wild wow. rhino. I'm sorry mm-hmm. about that. I just saw, okay. said the white rhino because you got the white beanie and the white shirt. So the wild rhino. Yeah, so you yeah. have your own t-shirt now available for people to purchase. Exactly. Yeah. Um, where'd you get the nickname Wild Rhino? It was um, we were just kind of kind of throwing some shit at the wall. And, um, you know, I saw some, I, Carl was the, you know, the alpha wolf and, uh, and, and I was like, I got, I don't know if I want to do a, 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 um, an animal because that's, you know, is that too close? But I just kept thinking about the way I wrestled, you know, and just the idea of just like, I would hit that spear and everything I did was just intense and it still is just intense and mean. And I was like, man, a rhino kind of really does work. And it's funny that you said the white rhino, because that was the original idea was the white rhino. Yeah. Um, you know, being over there in Japan and, and whatnot. But um, I don't know. We kind of just thought, you know, it's maybe <laughs> it's 2021. We'll maybe get away from some of that. And uh, Fair enough. Well, I'm totally OK. You know, it was, it's cool either way. And I go and I think it was Alex who was like, how about wild? And I was like, yeah, that's you know what? That's the yeah. bad ends, too. So but, you know, in some of my stuff, it does say white rhino here and there. And I'm like, hey, you guys get it. So, either way, either way. Right. Yeah. yeah. So um, obviously, you know, uh, the pandemic has put a lot of stuff through you know a lot of really weird process you know in in normal times you would probably be traveling to japan and back quite a bit um but at this point you still have an outlet and, and we can see you on new japan strong um what's that been like for you um doing be participating in new japan strong what have been some of your favorite matchups and some of your favorite moments so far of being on that program i just been um 
we've been so lucky to have that product come out yeah. right now it's because like it's like one of the most consistent and fun things to watch especially for new japan because it's a weekly program you know so yeah no i and like in my opinion it's a different vibe than actual you know new japan than the the show in japan yeah. but um but it's like it's our own product right now and obviously it's it you know it was really good wrestling and it is really good wrestling and that's without fans yep. and um when the fans are coming back and the newer episodes coming up here it's gonna be fucking it's gonna be off the chain man that's yeah. all that's all i'm gonna say um but um in terms of like my favorite match and stuff I really enjoyed uh, that whole young lion or the lion's break crown uh, tournament that I did. And I I won it. I had really fun matches with all those guys. Logan Regal's really good. And uh, and Danny is is really good. He's a talent and it's great to have all those guys on the roster. Um, Wrestling with TJ. Yeah. wrestling against Rocky, you know, and um, my favorite match I think has to be the one I wrestled with Carl um on the la dojo showcase that we did um that kind of was just like the epitome for us of just like what what we had done for you know all those years so um that was a match that i wish we could have done in front of a crowd though so i mean it was it was really great in my opinion um but yeah it's just been a great experience just to be able to uh, create a product that's our own and Mm -hmm. uh, we're going to keep growing with it and and in my and it's like I feel at home in that locker room, and I feel like that's that's partly my locker room, you know. Yeah. And uh, and it's it's good to have um, guys who give a shit in there, yeah. and it feels like everyone wants it, the product to be great. That's awesome, man. So, you know, you can catch that on New Japan World, uh, and that's on Fridays. Uh, the it's it, be moving to Saturdays, I guess. Saturdays. That's right. I almost, I almost. Uh, I saw it today. I just saw the tweet today. So, but nice. it is on Fridays right now. Yeah. All right. So moving to Saturdays, New Japan World. Um. So, as the world starts to open up, you know, hopefully flights will be able to, you know, you'll be able to go all over once people get, um, uh, you know, uh, they're fully vaccinated and everything, and and things get a little safer. Um. Yeah. When that starts to open up and you're now, you know, integrated into the regular New Japan roster and you're able to fly over there, what are some of your goals and maybe some of your dream matchups? Oh, wow. Uh, for me right now, so um, whenever the next Best of the Super Juniors is, I'm, yeah. I'm going to get there in time and win it. That's just goal number one. I'm There's no, for me, there's no more waiting. It's yeah. like, when I get over there, I'm, I'm planning on winning the Best of Super Juniors. Yeah. Um, and then I can't wait to wrestle. Uh, I want to wrestle show, you know, one-on-one he's looking great, you know, and, uh, I just want to show, I want to show, 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 (laughs) yeah, show, show, you know, that, you know, he might think he's a badass over there, but I'm going to whoop his whole ass when I get over there. Yeah. Uh, and then some of the, you know, like, I would love to get in there with like, um, any of the the juniors right now, but it's just, I got to go over there and show them all basically like you guys wrestled the young lion clark connors it's not the same shit though like yes like it's a whole new guy and i'm gonna go over there and really just destroy the whole division but uh in terms of just like the dream matches though you know, uh shingo definitely yeah ishii definitely oh man uh, you know what i mean like guys that just i just want to go out there and fucking 10 minutes of beating the shit out of each other and whoever whoever gets up gets up yeah 
that sounds fun to me. You know, Osprey. I need to. I need to get in with him at some point here. He's been talking shit as you know with the, the dojo guys. So that might not even be in Japan. I'm gonna. I'm, I want to beat him up here. But if he's here, I'm gonna beat him up. So uh, yeah, I'm. I'm just excited to anybody. Let's let's do it. Suzuki versus uh, Clark Connors. Let's do it. Any day of the week. Any day of the week. I got. I got a couple of receipts for him. I need to. Uh, I like it. I like it. Well, it looks like he's going to be over in the States for a little bit. So who knows? Who knows? Yep. Awesome. Um, okay, man. So uh, I just have one more question for you. So this is a question we ask everyone. And, and uh, if you can show us, but uh, pick a scar on your body and tell us the story of how you got it. It doesn't have to be wrestling, wrestling related, just a scar you've accumulated over your lifetime. Okay. Let's see it. I got one under my eye here. I don't know if we can still see it anymore. It's, it's it's usually it's right here. Okay. And that one is the old hard way scar, but uh, it's probably bled open. And this is all the guys in the LA dojo have that scar. Right okay. There. And uh, it's just literally from us shooting on each other. And probably when we were fr- first starting out, maybe in the first six months, I don't know, maybe once every month and a half. Oh, cuts open just from you know someone is getting fucking formed in the head or getting a little too brolic in there man it's getting real you know it just it was just something would happen you switch on someone that hit you in the face get color we had a so i mean there's just blood everywhere so i'd say yeah that's one of my favorites because it was I, i've gotten it open maybe six times seven times you know yeah. so, and we all have so it's a fun one for me battle scar i like it that's the la dojo scar yes, sir Awesome, man. Well, uh, do you have any final words for the defiance before we let you go? Hey man, I just want to say thank you to everybody from day one for me with in defy until this past weekend has been just a fucking ride. Keep this shit going because I talked to the guys in the back. I've talked to, you know, guys who've been around the world and I, and I, I brag about the defiance. I brag yeah. about Washington hall to everybody. I say, you haven't like wrestled a sh- Like, I don't know. I haven't wrestled in that many places, but all the places I've been, it's the loudest place to be. It's the most energy. And then anybody I talk to who's done it both go, it's like, oh my God. Yeah. Like once they feel it, they feel it. So just keep doing what you guys are doing and keep, keep building it because the is it's the real deal. That's awesome, man. I appreciate those words. We'll keep it going and uh, buy that wild rhino t-shirt while you can. Yes, I got a, I got a, uh, I got a jumpsuit coming out too. Pretty oh, soon, shit. it might be up now, and a nice little, uh, like a little uh, flat bill hat too. So oh. check that shit out. Yeah, yeah, it's like his own streetwear brand, dude. He's the exactly. new supreme. That's the deal, baby. <laughs>